you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, New York City out there, y'all respect my game. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, and I am Ray Ellis, and I'm happy to be here today. I'm in the Valley, as always. It's always a good day in the Valley, and it's a good day with me because I got a friend who's going to join me a little bit later, and we're going to talk a little bit about his show. Uh, we got all kind of friends from all across the world because that's what we do. You know, this is, uh, you know, Voice America, parent company, World Talk Radio, and, and we talk sports. And we talk a little bit about whatever Lionel was talking about before this show. That is a PG show, I think, but I'm going to have to put a triple X rated on that show, which Lionel just got finished doing because Lionel just... Oh, man, Lionel just off the chains, man. But I, I respect it. I respect the man's game. That's what, that's how we do it here at Voice America because you have to understand that, I guess, football and sports in general is not just what happens on the field. It's the entire life of the athlete. And sometimes it gets a little interesting. And Lionel keeps it interesting, man. So, Lionel, keep on doing your thing, man. I certainly appreciate it. But I will focus a little bit on football. And and I, I, I just would like to, first of all, it, it starts at the Pop Warner. So, Pop Warner, I want to give a shout-out to all the, those Pop Warner leagues and those little men out there doing their thing across the country. I knew there was a lot of interceptions, a lot of sacks, a lot of tackles, a lot of missed tackles. Uh, but that's okay. That's where it all starts, and that's where you can make the mistakes. And then he went up a little bit above that, and we had some junior high football games across the country. want to commend those young men for getting their seasons off right, as well as some high school football. I want to give a shout-out to those uh, of you out there at Canton McKinley High School. I think you guys saw Canton McKinley High School on one of those ESPN channels, and, of course, they were victorious. Uh, and their uh, opening uh, at The Ohio State University is where they played in part of the Kirk Herb Street Challenge. And uh, thank you. Thank you, fellas. I, y'all, y'all didn't make me look bad. I appreciate that because I've, I've had a few comments from a few people around the world about Canton McKinley football. And, and we back on track. And I'd like to uh, congratulate those young men. And, of course, we, we want to thank those fellas who play in that college football, too, because college football is one step below big boy ball. And it's time for big boy ball to get started. But there was some college football out there this weekend. And uh, I want to thank the Ohio State University. I can't say they, you know, wasn't expected to win. But but that's okay because, you know, and shout out to Chuck Foreman. Because I know Chuck is going to be rooting for his Miami Hurricanes down there at the U. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm rooting for the Buckeyes at the Ohio State University to get it done. And I expected to get it done. National championship or bust. That's it. Mr. Pryor, 
That kind, that's the kind of pressure you deserve to have on your shoulder. You got big shoulders. National championship or bust. That's the kind of pressure. It ain't about beating Michigan no more because Michigan, you know, they d- divided the conference up. So Michigan is in, I'm going to call it the Big Ten B, you know, the Big Ten B League, you know. But but that's okay because that's what we expect. We expect national championship or bust. And I'm sure you can you can handle that. You and Coach T, y'all can get it done. So I'm okay with that. I'm going to put it out there like that because I'm about to call on the line with me right now somebody from big boy ball down there at the college level. Down south, they think they play ball down there. They play ball down there. I'm going to give them their props. But I got a Georgia Bulldog on the line with me, and he's going to be joining. He will be joining this network this weekend, this Saturday. And that is Keelan Johnson. Keelan Johnson's keeping it real with Keelan Johnson right here on Voice America Sports. And uh, Keelan, what's happening, man? What's going on, Ray? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing wonderful, man. I want to welcome you to the family. And uh, oh. it's, it's been a long time coming. We, we were putting this thing together over the summer, but I heard your, your first show this past weekend. Uh, although it was not here on Voice America Sports, it was certainly live uh, in living color for those folks down there at the University of Georgia. And I think y'all handled y'all business down there this weekend. Am I right? Yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs came, came on the scene handling the business in uh, 2010 the correct way. Uh, we, we had an unbelievable debut, man. They, they put up 55 points. On, on the on the contenders, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. You know, Lafayette had a, is a, is a great team. You know, they it took Georgia's about three or four series to really settle in and, and, and put some points on the board. So it had me on my heels for a second, man, because Lafayette returned seven um, starters on their defense, man. So those guys are experienced, man. They, they play in SEC teams. They're fighting every year in their conference. So. You know, Georgia came out and did the things they had to do to make a make a statement. You know, Coach Rick is known, you know, to not to, to un, not unleash the, the the guns on the first uh, first game if they're playing somebody that not is up the caliber of that of that team. But he he's real modest and he's real cool and he don't like to, to run the score up. But I was kind of glad to see Coach Rick uh, make a statement in the first game and earn some BCS points. Well, it's like this, Keelan. You've heard people say that many times, is that coaches don't like to run the score up. Uh, but this this is not, again, it's not Pop Warner. We already gave a shout-out to Pop Warner football. You know, right. and in Pop Warner football, they have something that I necessarily don't agree with, and that's what they call kind of the mercy rule. And if you get so far ahead, uh, you're supposed to run out of bounds. And, and if you score, uh, y- your team is actually penalized pretty heavily. That should not happen in college football. And as far as I'm concerned, it shouldn't happen at Pop Warner because although the coach may not run up the score, if I'm the running back and the ball is on our 30 or, or the ball is on uh, our, our 20, if I, if I break out and I'm running 80 yards, there's no way in the world I'm going to run out of bounds. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do everything. So I think a running back, a quarterback, a receiver, a DB that gets in the game, a field goal kicker that gets his opportunity, uh, the coach may not want to run the score up, but it, it's the greatest feeling in the world to make a big play in college football. So I'm, I'm sure the players are trying to do everything they possibly can to play to the best of their ability once they get in the game. Oh, man, I definitely agree. I definitely agree uh, that, you know, that mercy rule, you know, I, it, it does not, you know, matter in college football or, or NFL. But, you know, you know, you have coaches, they worry about their reputation. You have some coaches that, you know, really don't want to run the score up, which is cool, fine, and dandy. But if I'm an athlete, I'm a young man. I'm trying to earn PT. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to show the coach. Every, every opportunity I get, I'm trying to show the coach. I'm ready. Coach, give me the ball. Put, put the ball in my hand. I want to make, I want to make a play. 
and and if it if it calls you know me scoring a six yard touchdown or me kicking the three yard the three three point field goal, I'm gonna do it because I want I want two thumbs up for my coach every time they my scouting report. So you know it, it, it's just one of those it's just one of those things where where you know you have some people feel sorry for other teams. Hey, if you if you man enough to step on the football field, you man enough you should be man enough to suffer the consequences if you're losing. And I and I agree with that, Keila. And I believe even what happens, you know, those same teams of which uh, coaches have been again. Some people have. Uh, have said you know things that are not so positive about them running the score up. You know, it, it, I would like those people to take in consideration. Do you think that other team, if they had a chance to beat, of course, the team that was favored to win the game, don't you think they would do whatever they could to beat that team? And if they got a chance to beat them real bad, don't right. you think they would do whatever they possibly could to, to beat them real bad? Now I understand the sportsmanship that's involved in this game. But still, you know, we need to teach kids at a very young age. It's a competitive situation. And as long as you're giving your best at all times, that's the thing about it is, you know, I don't think sports is, is taught in such a way that we're not supposed to give it our best. We're always taught to give it our best. So understanding that when you're on the field against somebody else, they're going to be giving it their best. Speaking of giving it your best, what can we expect from the Georgia Bulldogs down there this year in the conference, man? The conference is always tough. <laughs> what can we expect now that we know they're going to be giving their best every week? Well, you know, you know, it's the SEC, right? You know, we had many conversations about what's, who's the best. It's the what? It's the what? What's that? It's the what? It's the. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone's rolling my microphone there. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know, the SEC is so competitive. Uh, you had you LSU is contending every year. Florida's contending every year. You also have these. You have Kentucky and Vanderbilt contending every year. These are the low tier schools of the SEC. The Vanderbilt and the Kentucky, per se. When I came in in 2004, you know, as a freshman, Vanderbilt and Kentucky were stat games. We called those stat games. But now you have Kentucky coming in, almost upsetting these these big time schools like Georgia and LSU and Florida. And you know, they they really have to. They, they're getting the top, the, the same type of athletes that Florida and Georgia is getting. So, you know, the SEC is, is a huge conference. They're competing for, for the national championship every year. They're competing in the BCS every year. And it's just, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs, they, they're young. Uh, you know, last week, Aaron Murray, uh, the, the redshirt freshman, he doesn't have any experience whatsoever in the NCAA until last weekend in the SEC. Ray, that is horrible. You know, I, I believe, you know, I'm an ex-player there. My heart is the Georgia Bulldogs. I believe red and black. But at the end of the day, man, I'm a, I, I got to say it. That's that's disgusting to me because how can we how can you be the University of Georgia and you don't even have a starting quarterback with experience? Well, hold on, hold on now because I want to throw the Big Ten in a little bit. Now yeah, we, yeah. we 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 bought a freshman in there a couple of years ago and we mm-hmm. put all kind of pressure on him at Terrell Pryor. So right. I mean, if y'all recruiting the way you should recruit. I, I, I believe like this, just like in the NFL and the NBA and the Major League Baseball, I am sorry. You do not take your first round draft pick and then tell me he's going to be a project. Right, when when right. you take the top quarterback, top position players in the country, period, and you bring him into college football, they should not be projects. So if you guys put a freshman quarterback on the field, I expect him to deliver. Exactly, exactly. You know, and the second part to what I was going to explain, you know, very highly, like Perez Perez was one of the top quarterbacks in the nation coming out when he when he was in high school, going into college. And Aaron Murray was one of the top quarterbacks in the nation coming out of high school. So these guys definitely have – he has talent. 
I'm not saying he doesn't have talent. He he proved that he can make it work with his arm. He proved that he can make it work on his feet when when need to be. But just just being in a conference like the SEC, you know, defenses in the SEC they're relentless and they're going to pick on a young quarterback. They're going to pick on. They're going to bring the heat. They're going to bring pressure. They're going to make it confusing as possible for that young quarterback. The young quarterback has not even had the chance to really read defense in the SEC. And that is, that is very hard. You know, one of the smartest quarterbacks I ever played against was Eric Ainge. Eric Ainge for the Tennessee for the Tennessee Vols was one of the smartest quarterbacks. That young man knew how to read a defense. He made the defensive back. And, Ray, you know, you play defensive back. He made the defensive back tilt their hat in the coverage, and he goes and checks into another one, you know. And then he, you know, it's so so – this is this is the thing I'm talking about. Being an experienced quarterback in the SEC, you have to be able to bring it every day. You have to be able to make sure you can get in and out of those breaks, in and out of those checks, and make sure you can call the right defenses and the right coverage so your running backs and your, and your, and your linemen can pick up the right blitz pickup. Well, I, I agree with you, and I, and I think those young men that today's quarterbacks, the young men, they're, they're coming out of high school and they're prepared because that's just the way college football college football makes you come in prepared or you're not going to last too long because you're right the defenses are so advanced and the defense it's, it's all about get the man with the football most of the time the man with the football is the quarterback so you're going to see some sophisticated blitz packages of which perhaps maybe you've seen nothing like that coming out of high school Right. But that time when you come in early or either you arrive on campus in the summer and you win that job, you got to win that job because you're spending time in that classroom and you're learning how to read and how to check off and how to make the, the right reads. But listen, we're, we're going to have to take a break, Keelan. Hold on there with me. we got Keelan Johnson with me. And, of course, Keelan's got Keelan's Keeping It Real, which you'll hear on Saturdays here on Voice America Sports. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. We'll be right back after this break. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. been a long time coming but you know what they say Kaye. slow motion better than no motion I all right we got that midwest swag going on there you listen way over sports on the voice american network got another strong safety with me there got keelan johnson with the uh, former uh georgia bulldog who handles his show on saturdays here with voice america sports called Keelan's Keeping It Real. Uh, okay, Keelan, just, just one last question, man. You talked a little bit about the conference, but, but you shied away from saying, you know, making any, any predictions. I, I, I put it out there. Bottom line, Buckeyes, you know, come out here and party with me, you know, during January or, or early February, or it's a bust. Now, I want to know, do you need some tickets or, or are you going to have some tickets? So, so the question I'm asking you Georgia Bulldogs. Can can I count on them to be here in Arizona with me in, in the summer? I mean, in the in the winter time, which is gonna feel like summertime to y'all from Georgia down there, you know. But can, if not, I'm gonna see if I can get you a couple tickets. So so, how, know, what's it gonna be like? Well, 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 let's take one step at a time. We on week two, <laughs> you know. We we on week two down here in the SEC, you know. Uh, you know, I know. Come on, you gonna get? Oh, don't yeah. give me that cliche. One game no, at a no, time. I, I just want to know week. if you're gonna be here with me in Arizona. <laughs> Whether whether the Bulldogs there or whether I'm I'm with you uh, watching the Buckeyes play, I may be there. So you know, just 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 keep that in mind. You know, in all in all honesty, you know, Florida's not as powerful as they once was last year. Uh, LSU is not as is powerful. You know, I don't I don't see the SEC being a real really dominant uh, conference this year uh, unless you know, they can make some late runs. You know, Georgia has a has a good opportunity to. To, to be in that national championship game. You know, we got a lot. They, they, they're traveling out to Colorado. That's another high town of the game. This week is South Carolina. The next week, Arkansas rolls into town with Ryan Mallett, the one that probably may be the one, number one pick in the draft this year at quarterback. So, you know, do the Bulldogs have a really tough schedule this year? They can, if I can, I see them, if they make it to Colorado, they get past, they can get past South Carolina this week. Um, Arkansas rolls into town. And then they got, they go out to Colorado and, and see if they can make some noise out there. It's all downhill from there. If they can get over Florida, I, 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 I honestly say, Ray, I hit you up, man. You, I, I might have to give you tickets to the game. Well, but, hey, man, I'll tell you what, then. You know what? We might be in good shape because I think I'm going to have a couple and, and you're going to have a couple. So <laughs> we might be able to take care of some of our other friends because I, if they're not here, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to eat my words, too, because I'm, I'm calling it out. It's national championship or bust for The Ohio State University. But listen, man, you guys had a real good quarterback at Georgia uh, about a year or so ago. Am I right? Yeah, yes, sir. You know, you, you, Matthew Stafford, that's what you're talking about. That's exa- that, I, I know. I'm just going to see if you remember him. Now, you're telling me that, you know, as, as the Steelers say, they don't rebuild, they reload. 
And right, so, exactly. you know, now that he's gone, the quarterback, are you feeling comfortable that he may be in the same caliber of quarterback, or are you still looking for that next well, Matthew Stafford? Well, 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 that's a real good question because of what people fail to realize down here in the South, and, and nationally, I'm glad this is a national radio show, and I want people to understand, Aaron Murray is a very smart quarterback. His senior year, his senior year, he missed his whole senior year due to some injuries for his ankle. He set out his whole senior year in high school, but he was an offensive coordinator for his team, his senior year in high school. Okay? Then he enrolled in Georgia early. He set out as a red shirt freshman, and then he had all camp uh, this year, all summer this year, and now he's a starting quarterback. But, what, you know, what, what happened with Stafford, Stafford was a true, true quarterback. He was a true freshman. When, tra- when Stafford got called, it was in South Carolina in the probably most hostile environment in the SEC. You know, up there with the game cop. And, and Stafford was falling into the fire. And Murray is different. Murray actually nurses himself. Actually, he had learned the team at the school process through, through um, streaming. He came in early through the whole summer of that, of that year. Then he, then he had his spring football on the next year. And then he all this summer. So the guys have learned him. The guys have learned to respect him. He has demanded respect in the locker room. And also he had earned the respect of his center and of, of his receivers, the A.J. Green, one of the top receivers in the nation. So he has guys around him that are, are really good, are, are great players. He's got, he's got a one shot of easy. You got a kid of the king. You got A.J. Green. You got Chris Brown. You got three All American offensive linemen in front of him as well. And so he had what's the good what, what, Hey, Keela, you're breaking up a little bit there. I, I don't know if it's your connection, if you're oh. on a cell phone. You, you hear me now? Yes, a little better there, yes. Okay. What we actually do with Aaron Murray, he has people around him to make him better, to make him better than what it really seems. So that's what's going to get him the confidence. Well, Stafford, when he got here, he didn't have all around him like Aaron Murray had. So I understand. He, he had to earn the respect of his teammates. He had to go up there and force to make plays and things like that. So Aaron Murray, he's, he, 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 he's better off right now. So I think that's the difference between Stafford and Aaron Murray. Okay. Well, listen, this weekend, uh, I believe you guys travel back up to that place uh, called South Carolina or – uh, and so, again, here's another quarterback who's going to be, you know, challenged there in South Carolina again this week. So you think this will be a breakout day for him? I, I really do think it will be a good game for him to get some really good experience in the SEC. Steve Spurrier is going to have those cops ready to go. I'm telling you right now, every year it's a close game. It's always a nail-biter. It's always going down to the last series or the last quarter. And I guarantee somebody's going to come out with a lot of Band-Aid patches on themselves and with some bruises and broke bones. It's always like that. So if he can, if he can, if he can move the ball down the field, his offensive line can protect him. And he, you know, he made a couple plays last week on his feet, you know, when he really didn't have to run and he really shouldn't run. But he, he scored on one play, and I felt like, hey, if he would have stayed in that pocket a little, little, bit, a little bit longer, he would have found that receiver down the field for, for a major game. So he has to do that against the cops because I'm telling you, the game cops, they're going to be flying, man. They're going to be flying. It's going to be a hostile environment. So hopefully he can do that. Yeah, I think that's the ball coach's team. Am I right? Yes, sir. That's the old ball coach team. Yeah, that's team, the ball though. coach team. He always got his boys ready. Well, listen, we're going to spend a couple more minutes on college football. Now, speaking about a good game, yeah. I don't think there's anybody who watches football who can't say that there was a great game on last night with Virginia Tech and Boise State. Now, oh now, now, again, going in, you know, Boise State was rated number three, and Virginia right. Tech 
and this is the AP poll in Virginia Tech, I think, was uh, rated like hey. number uh, six. Is that right? Okay. Okay, okay. so yes, th- three and six. So uh, do you think they lived up? Did the game live up to expectations? And not only that, again, I look at the way the game ended. And, and, and I believe prematurely, although, you know, Herb Street is pretty smooth. Again, that's another The Ohio State University boy there. So he's he pretty smooth. But I, I think just before the game ended, I think he, he kind of got himself going down one direction. And I think he put the car in reverse because he started to say to those fans out there that was listening, hey, you know, if this thing don't work out the way it should, you exactly. know, for Boise State, you know, don't, you know, there's no reason for people to, you know, to beat up on them because they exactly. played a hell of a game. So they, exactly. I think he had already like, boom, Boise State not going to win this one. You know, and next thing you know, there was still time on the clock and he was able to put it in reverse because then he brought up the, the fact that he said, hey, if there's any quarterback out there that can make it happen, I picked Boise State's quarterback. And so he ended up looking like, you know, again, the golden boy that, that he is. Yeah, yeah but, but, exactly. I definitely agree. I definitely agree, and I caught that what he said, and it was it was interesting, you know, because the ACC is a tough conference now. It's not no, it's not a child liver, you know, conference. And I know everybody's saying the whack, and everybody's trying to, you know, get on the bandwagon and all that. First day, I'm I'm not completely sold just yet. All right, Ray, I'm not just I'm not completely sold on this Boise State team. Now, granted, they have played some big time some big time teams, and they they have upset it a lot of teams. But that that one time, I believe everybody can get hyped up for that one big game if you only can play that one big game of season. Now, the ACC and the SEC, we have to get up and play five or six time games a year. You get where I'm coming from? So, I agree. You know, you know it, 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 it's one of those situations where, hey, my hat goes off to Boise and, and Boise, if they can keep it up, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a root for them. You know, I never want to see, I never want to see somebody not succeed. But at the end of the day, are they playing those six to seven games out of the year when they're all big time games? When they all can hurt you? You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, so, it's just like it's just like what you said a bit earlier, and and you talked the way you talked about the way the conference used to be that there was a couple games on there of which you guys could go down, you know, the schedule, and you pretty much could assure yourself, you know, back right. in my day, you know, in the Big Ten when I played at Ohio State, of course, we called it the big the Big Two. You know, and a little eight. You know, of course, that has changed now. You know, because you got Iowa. You know, can do anything to you any day. You, you know, you got yeah. Wisconsin. You know, those are the kind of games that we used to count on. You know, you know, you got Northwestern. You know, you used to be able to count those, go down the schedule and count those as victories. That's changed, and and I believe what I hear you saying is that see, Boise State has got that one game on their schedule or two maybe on their schedule, and 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 then after that, the rest of them they could pretty much chalk it up. So a coach has got all this time to prepare and you know coaches do this particularly they don't do it in the pros as much very seldom do they ever do it in the pros but in in college football you'll save a couple you'll save like a, a portion of the end of practice to practice for a game that you know you get weeks down the road and and that's what they're able to do Boise State you know like the coach even said and I believe you work on two minute you know throughout the entire season and you should work on it every practice but coach right. certainly said that's what they had been doing the whole time they've been working on that stuff so they really didn't panic when they found themselves in a situation where they right. had to move the ball you know 30 40 50 60 yards with right. no timeout on the clock you know but but they had the ball in possession of the ball so I agree with you but but with that being said yeah. And, and looking at the, the strength of schedule, I, I still don't see how with the strength of schedule, if they go undefeated, 
even though it's a very weak schedule, they you still got to put this team in the national because if their number, unless Ohio State and Alabama remain undefeated, mm-hmm. if if this team remains undefeated, you can only push them up. I can't see you right. putting anybody above them if they continue to perform. Now, what they're going to have to do is what me and you talked about a little earlier. They're going to have to make some teams look real bad. There's some teams that's going to be on their schedule that they're going to have to beat them real bad so that they can get some points. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because they can't just sneak past a couple. If they just eke past a couple teams, then there might be a reason somebody who's undefeated could jump past them. I definitely, I definitely see that happening because they're ranked so high right now. You know, they, they, they're, their own, they're their only worst enemy right now. They, if they shoot themselves in the foot and lose and, and somehow their schedule – they they're gonna they get past that one that one or two game in their conference where they, it's gonna be tough. They, it's all uphill for them. But the only thing I can tell you this, I remember a couple of years ago when my, my senior year, we won we won a couple games, but we dropped in the polls. So oh, that, that can happen. It's, they got to be impressive that, victories. If they're that, not impressive that, victories, that, that could happen. Yes. So that's that's what's going to be key. That's going to be key for them. If they can keep that fire, they can keep that energy, that momentum, that positive momentum. They had an unbelievable game last night, a Monday night primetime football game, and now they got the world watching. And that's what's going to help their points. That's what's going to help them. So if they can keep that fire, they can, they can go ahead and, and make a statement and run for the BCS National Championship. And I'm going to give them credit, man. They, they have been impressive since they came out here to Arizona a couple years ago and won that, that game on that Statue of Liberty play. They have been impressive ever since. As a matter of fact, they were undefeated last year. So I'm going to say they deserve where they're at at the moment. Right, and we'll right. talk about where they end up at on the other side of the break. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters, and we'll be right back. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Finish Living Like It Matters. And of course, I got former Georgia Bulldog with me, Keelan Johnson. And Keelan, of course, will be hosting his first show with us here on Voice America Sports uh, this Saturday from the University of Georgia. Although the Bulldogs will be on the road playing at South Carolina, and Keelan's show will be live on Voice America Sports. It'll be on 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is 8 o'clock. Pacific time. So if you're up early Saturday morning here on the West Coast, be sure to turn it on. And uh, of course, if you uh, up at the regular time on the East Coast, you got to listen to it right here on Voice America Sports. And of course, if you miss it, you can always, you know, capture it again on your iPod. You can go and get it in iTunes or of course, you can listen to it on demand here at VoiceAmericaSports.com. But uh, Ken, I'm, I'm just going to shift away from that college football and, and I want to get into some big boy ball right now, you know, Let's because because th- th- this is really what it what it's, it's all about. All it's about. it's all about the big boy ball, and and it's time for the big boys to to bring it, and and I think we're gonna big see, and, and, and we're gonna we're gonna see we we're gonna see a, a rematch, I think on Monday night, well Thursday night, it's gonna be them, uh, New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers, and I I think I think the Packers, I'm sorry, it's it's gonna be. Not to see. I'm thinking Brett Favre when I when I see New Orleans Saints. I'm thinking, and then uh, you know, I'm thinking Brett. I'm thinking Brett in Green Bay where he belongs, but he's in Minnesota, so it's it's going to be Minnesota, and Minnesota, of course, is going to be playing against the world champion New Orleans Saints, and 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 that's going to be a hell of a football game. And and again, you know, people are going to be looking to Brett Favre to make it happen. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, and I I do believe going into that game, the majority of people thought that the Minnesota Vikings would have won that game and they would have went on to the Super Bowl, but the New Orleans Saints end up winning and they went to the Super Bowl. I think right. the Saints is going, they, they're going to want to prove to people that that was not a mistake, exactly. that, that, that they should have won. They felt they were the better football team. Shout out to my frat brother, there, Malcolm Jenkins, Super Bowl champ, New Orleans Saints. And the Saints felt as if they were the better football team, and that's why they won the game. They're not looking to apologize. As a matter of fact, I think they're looking to to confirm and affirm 
the fact that they believe that in, in this game coming up. So as much as the Minnesota Vikings might be looking towards this game, you know, to redeem themselves, the New Orleans Saints are looking to make a statement as to, hey, we belong where we're at. What do you think about that? Uh, I definitely agree with you. Uh, it's nothing like defending the title. Uh, the Saints definitely have a lot of weapons. Uh, a lot of George boys on that t- on that team too. As well. Yeah, right? I knew you were going. Th- I knew you were going to throw yeah. that in there. That's, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, when you look when you're looking at defending the title, man, that's when you're number one. Everybody's trying to grab you. And it's like a it's like a bucket of crabs. I don't know if you like seafood or not. I, I'm from Florida, so I love seafood. And and, and I use this analogy because I do motivational speaking as well. And I say, hey, when you're the best, and when you're at the top, and you're the smartest person in your group. It's like a bucket of crabs. Everybody's trying to trying to pull from you. When you, you they're, trying to, they're trying to pull you back down in the bucket because when you get those crabs, you put them in the pot, every, you got the other crabs holding on to them crab legs. And, and, and that's, how, that's how the rest of the league is right now. They're trying to knock the, the, the Saints off. And the Saints made a, a, a astonishing, you know, victory over, over the Vikings. Um, and, 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 and what happened to the city of New Orleans, you know, for them to, to, to have that team behind them, to have that, that town behind them, you know, what they went through with Hurricane Katrina – it's, it, meant, oh, it meant so much more than just a football football game, right? And I agree with you on that one, you know. And, and but, but let me ask you, how long can the New Orleans Saints ride that wave of that emotion? I mean, football is a game. The sport, period. Baseball, basketball, football, particularly in this country, baseball, basketball, football. There's such an emotional attachment with the fans and, and people your entire lives of many times are geared around these sports. So it's such an emotional charge. Uh, so how long can they ride that emotional wave of Hurricane Katrina with, its, with the, not only the fan base, but even the players there, they, they kind of use that as motivation. How long can they ride that emotional wave of Hurricane Katrina? They, they, they can ride that until they lose, man. It's, it's going it's gonna to come to the end, you know, one day. Because I don't, I don't think they're going to they gonna be like the Cowboys and create a, a dynasty, you know, like they did in the 90s. But honestly, you know, until they, those guys, it, this could be the year. So are you, gonna, are you calling the, the New Orleans Saints a one-hit wonder? I mean, are, it, are they it, not going to be a consistent playoff team? You're saying they're done? Let's just state the facts here. You know, it, it's so hard. You know, anybody – Anybody can can come up and get it in the NFL in any given day. Look, look what the New York Jets came out of nowhere. They, nobody was talking about the Jets, you know, two, two years ago. Then all of a sudden, this past year, they make some noise and says, you know, they you know they they get this awesome coach that that talks so much noise around the league and Rex Ryan and he got everybody believing. Now they here on 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 hard knocks football. Everybody's on the bandwagon. So. And I'm telling you right now, it's a lot of pressure on the Saints to go back and repeat another another Super Bowl, you know, to be the champ. So I don't know, Ray. I'm, I I don't know about it. I don't know if Breeze got it in him or not, or if his defense. Now, does Breeze have the same defense that he once had last year? I don't think so. No, the one of the best uh, safeties in the in the league is no longer in in that, in that secondary anymore, and Dan Sharper. Yeah, I, you know, when you look at the NFL, you know, one thing about the NFL, you know, uh, if you get a couple pieces to the puzzle in place mm-hmm. at the right time, and if you're and if you're able to to sustain it and to keep the team together, then perhaps maybe you could put together a run. I, I think that what happened with the New York Jets, 
And and if we're going to be honest, you know, Brett Favre was a big part of the New York Jets, you know, landing on this world stage because Brett Favre made them relevant a couple years ago. And they didn't make it to that playoff game because he, you know, and, and here's another thing I think they, and I think they were penalized for this. They didn't reveal how how serious Brett's injury was at the end of the year when he just started just really tapering off and his performance just got bad. Well, he was hurt. And and they didn't reveal that, and so I think they 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 were fined uh, the following year. But but Brett Favre was a, a a huge part of that turnaround. There were people who wanted to come and who wanted to be a part of that team uh, because of Brett Favre was there, you know. And and now that he's gone, some of those players are still there. They've been able to get some other players. And again, it, it is New York City. I mean, after all, my God, you know, it's New York. It's the media capital of the world, you know. So if right. if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, you. You know, and so uh, they're starting to play football. They have some tradition. But in New Orleans, the tradition has been, I mean, this is a team where people used to come to the game with masks on their face, bags on their heads. You know, so I think that Brett uh, Favre, yeah, Brett has, has done his thing in, in New York. He, he's, he's moved, of course, he did it in Green Bay. He's moved on from New York. He's moved to the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have now established themselves as a playoff contender, you know, every year. Now, Drew Brees down there in New Orleans, hey, they used to wear bags on their head. I think now, New Orleans, this year should certainly, now we're talking about the Super Bowl, but certainly they should make it back to the playoffs. If they don't, for me, you know, I know it's hard for teams. There are a lot of teams that when they make it to the Super Bowl, the next year they don't make the playoffs. But I think people believe that the New Orleans Saints are here. They're for real. And they should at least make the playoffs this year. Now, do you at least think they can make the playoffs if they don't make the Super Bowl? Do you think they could at least make the playoffs this year? Now we're talking. Now we're being a little bit more realistic. I, I really do think that uh, they will They will definitely compete for the, for the, for the championship. In their conference championship, honestly, honestly, uh, they will definitely make the playoffs. They have they have one of the best quarterbacks, you know, in the NFL in, in NFL history. He's gonna go down. He's gonna go to the Hall of Fame because of the things he's done. You know, this this personal step. And he he has an okay defense, but the the downfall to the Saints. I don't. They broke up a lot of players last year on that defense due to free agency and the off season and and guys you know transferring over to new teams and whatnot. But it's going to be hard for them because anytime to repeat a championship, it's hard. But they will make the playoffs, right? Yeah, I, you know, one thing about it is I, I always believe, I, I still believe the championships, you know, are won by defense. You know, that, that's the bottom line. You know, if, if you could, if you can only score one field goal, if it's if it's three nothing, I mean, baseball games are usually you know one nothing, two nothing, you know, three nothing. But but two points is the least amount of points that you can score. Uh, on on the scoreboard of a football game at one time. That's a safety. I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, if all we get is a safety, then my defense, if that's what we need to win, two to nothing, then you got to be able to do it. Now, that's right. very few teams have ever has had to win a game like that, but but that's the bottom line. And I think the Saints, although they – and Darren Sharper, don't get me wrong, I'm and maybe it's because I play safety in the league, <laughs> but, I, but I feel like this. I believe a team that performs well and wins Super Bowls – you look at their secondary, and their secondary don't make mistakes. They got a solid secondary, and they cannot make mistakes. A big part of the New Orleans Saints football team last year was its secondary. They played extremely well. And so I'm going to look to the New Orleans Saints. They definitely, okay, like you said, you know, they're going to have to play awfully good. 
to make it out of that division. But I, I think that that division is an easy division for them to win. I mean, you got Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Atlanta. I mean, that, that when you talk about that, the competition, you know, it, it kind of makes you think that the, the NFC period is kind of weak because, you know, when people look at the NFC West and all you got over there is, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, which they're up and coming maybe, the St. Louis Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, the, the Seahawks. Man. Okay, listen, we got that music. We got to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the West. Is the West weak? And I don't want to say that, but it might be true. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Keelan Johnson with me from Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio on Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's got Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh uh-huh yeah. rihanna uh-huh, uh-huh. good girl going bad uh-huh, uh-huh. take three uh-huh. action uh-huh, uh-huh. no clouds in my stone all right and with that music this is the way of sports for the voice of america network this is my last segment and of course the show don't last that long much longer here. I think we got about nine minutes in this last segment. But got my man Keelan Johnson with me, uh, another one of them strong safeties out there. Keelan, listen, as we were just about to go to break, we started talking a little bit about uh, what's happening in, in big boy ball. And we were talking about the Saints. Uh, and we were talking about them, of course, playing against the Minnesota Vikings. 
uh, Brett Favre getting a chance to redeem himself, and perhaps maybe New Orleans Saints making a statement. But then we 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 talk we start talking about the conferences of of which uh, we pointed out that the Saints should make the playoffs because the Saints are coming out of the NFC South. And, of course, the competition in that league is the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Carolina Panthers. Now, yeah. I, I don't see any reason why the Saints wouldn't come out of that, that, that division, you know, as a division champs, which means they should be uh, at least uh, in the playoffs. So I think, I think we both agree with that. And then we looked at the other conference. I just kind of threw it out there a little bit real fast about, you know, the West perhaps maybe being weak because when you look at the other West division, uh, you got you got the Forty ers you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and 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 you know, listen, none of them teams, with the exception of the Arizona Cardinals, have been doing anything, uh, you know, uh, to impress anybody the last few years. So I'm going to say that I'm going to expect the Arizona Cardinals, although there was a quarterback controversy in some people's mind, because not in mine. I, I, when, just like I said, Kurt Warner was the quarterback for this team when I first got out here. Again, when, when Derek Anderson showed up, then I thought he was the quarterback for this team. And now, of course, Matt Liner is no longer uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, and he's on his way. And I think he landed someplace down here in Tennessee. But it looks like... Uh, you know, those two divisions and, and the NFC is kind of weak. So then what you got to do is you got to go up to the to the NFC East, you know, and, and, and the NFC North, you know. And, of course, the North, you got the Vikings that we talked a little bit about. And, and you got the Packers, you know, and, and then you got the Bears. Now, now, the Packers, the Bears, and the Vikings, you know, all three of those teams perhaps maybe could be, you know, I mean, the Bears were just in the Super Bowl a few years ago. You right. know, the Packers, you know, they've been a contender here. The Vikings, we know they're a contender. Uh, Detroit Lions, they might win a game two more than they did last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a decent division. Of course, uh, you know, everybody know the black and blue division. You could always count on the Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, or Giants to make something happen. So right. when I look at that, of course, the, I got to say that NFC may be weak in the, in the South and in the West, but the North and the East – they look pretty strong. So when you look at the NFC East teams or the NFC teams, period, who do you like in that conference? That, that yeah, the NFC conference. Oh, the NFC conference is, de- is definitely strong, man. I, I, I'm all, I, I've been a Cowboys fan since since I was a little kid, man. It's just something something about them Cowboys do, do something to me. You know, they I like I like the way how Jerry Jones strengthens his system. He make he he markets that team so well. Where people are are so concerned about what's really going on with the Cowboys, and it's amazing you say that, Keenan, because you grew up, as you told the artist, you grew up in in Florida, and yet and still way on the opposite. You know, well, they right there in the middle, you know, but right, but you grew right. up on the east side, uh, well, a few states over, and you're a Cowboys fan, so you're right. You know, Jerry has has de- the team has been deemed by the Cowboys as America's team, and I guess they do a pretty good job because they have you as, as a fan. So so as a fan. Now, you told me as a fan, fan. you with the Cowboys. But when your money's on the line, (laughs) are you going to bet with the Cowboys? Your money on the line, not your heart. (laughs) My my mama always put the fan betting to me early. You do, boy, you better not do it. But (laughs) lately, you know, the Cowboys, they get to that that, that, that second round of playoffs, third round of playoffs, and they just can't get over the hump. They can't get over the hump, man. And, you know, hopefully – you know they got they got a new receiver over there, Des Bryant. You know we, I played against Des Bryant. 
my my years in college and uh, I but ran but Daz is a rookie and he's hurt. Right. He he's a right. rookie and he's hurt. Now come on right. now, you you right. can't put all that on Daz's shoulders right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, but if you if you first round money and you and you did say that in the beginning of the show, if you if 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 I'm bringing you in here as a, as a college player or NFL player, I'm paying you this money. I expect you to perform. When but that's you that's if field. you're healthy. That's if you're healthy. I do. If he was healthy, I would be with you on that one. But he's hurt. Okay. Well, we, well, when he comes back, when he comes back, it's going to be some pressure on him. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you, your boy Glenn can get some things done and, and and take over the number one position. And you have Williams on the other side. You know, he hasn't been really making a lot of noise like like the Cowboys stay, paying the money to when he left when he when he left the Lions. So. You know the Cowboys. You know they always. You are. You can count on them. They're strong out there. The Packers. I really like the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is really t- taking on the quarterback role. He really has taken on that role as being the leader. And, and, and those Chiefs fans out there, they love this guy. They soon as Brett Favre left, they was they they absolutely turned against Brett Favre and pretty much put this guy on the pedestal like that Brett Favre once was. So. You know, that out there, the West, West can play some ball, and the East definitely can play some ball. You always hear some noise from the Giants and things of that nature. And it's just all about whether, whether that whether that conference, who's going to have the best strength of schedule like it is every year, and who's going to stand out. You know, that's a difference in, in big boy ball and college ball, too. It's, see, in big boy ball, you know, the, the coach for Boise last night, what he said was that it was just the one game and it was it was the first game and it was one game. So so that as far as he's concerned, it was one game and it was the first game. And and in college ball, you actually that one game could end your whole season. In big boy right. ball, you get a chance to redeem yourself, you know. But but each week you playing against the best football players in the world. So that I believe that's why you have a chance different in college football where you got some of these, you know, these little sisters are the poor excuse me for lack of a better word. That yeah, don't that is. does not happen in pro football. Pro football is big boy ball every week and you gotta be ready every week and you, you know there's no undefeated season and, and I know the Patriots tried to do that a couple of years ago, but yeah, okay. All right. You tried but you didn't win the big one. So, you know, there's a time when you gotta do it at time. Let's look at the AFC real fast because, you know, man, we gotta run through this thing. I ain't even get a chance to talk about Donovan and coming back from that injury, hopefully he gonna he gonna play, so he's gonna be okay. Look like Tom Brady got paid, you know. Yes, uh, although did. Randy Moss can't get his money, I don't know why. Uh, Revis got paid. Revis got paid. Came back to the team, had some, you know, had some butterflies, you know, hey. because he he wasn't sure the fellas were gonna accept him for getting all that money. Yeah, m- money talk. You know, if you pay attention to hard knocks, I know we gotta get ready to go. But if you pay attention to hard knocks, those guys say, hey, you never. That's the rule in the NFL. If a man is making plays. And a man is making, making, making. If he wants some more money and he deserves that money, you never question another man's money because well, you see, don't know what he has to do. And that's exactly right. And I was that way back in the day when I went and got my money. Some of my boys got mad at me. They didn't know when I was sitting there trying to get my money. I told them, "Hell, don't ask me about them other guys <laughs> and compare what I'm asking for compared to what they got because I think all them underpaid anyway." So I was right. in there fighting for my boys too. But but that's right. how it goes sometimes. Listen, I don't think Jackson got his money out there with the Chargers yet. I haven't heard that yet. But if anybody knows, shout out. Give me a shout out. Railers oh. at railersports.com. I should know that, but I don't right now. But Albert Hainsworth, see, yeah. Albert Hainsworth, Albert Hainsworth, he, he, he done done, you know, the Redskins so bad that he, he, he done made Mr. Snyder 
zip it up. You don't even hear anything about Dan Snyder no more. I mean, it's so bad that Dan Snyder finally has to do what he's supposed to do, and that's let the coach handle football because he didn't mess things up, man. But how you pay a man $100 million, man? He made a D lineman, ain't going to never get that kind of money again. Exactly. I think he definitely put out a bad name for the defensive lineman. But you know what? It's always opportunity for people to redeem themselves. America is a, is a forgiving country, and it's an opportunity in the NFL to go out there and perform. Now the guy's got to really perform to really deserve to get that $100 million contract that once Albert Hayes. Okay, okay. That's a good perspective. I like that, man. Okay, throw me something real fast about the AFC the AFC conference, because we ain't had ch- we got like 30 seconds. Uh, coming out of AFC, I mean, who you like over there? I'm going to tell you who I like. I mean, the Ravens look good. I mean, Ray Ray, come on, Ray Ray. Come on, Ray Ray. Time to step up now. I'm going to be honest with you. I like Ray Ray. I've always been a fan of Ray Ray because if you go play with Ray Ray, Ray Ray will help you get paid. So I, I, I'm agree with you on that one, baby. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah, because I just don't think – I think Tom, you know, Tom Brady and, and, and the Patriots, you know, listen, I think – I think Tom was old news. I think Tom was like years ago, you know. It ain't your fault, Tom, but, you know, it just ain't your day, man. Hey, I've been enjoying this show, man. I got my man Keelan Johnson with me, another strong safety. We keep it real all the time, and that's the name of his show. Keelan Johnson's Keeping It Real. He'll be here on Voice America Sports Saturday, every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard, 8 o'clock Pacific. Get out, your, get your butt out of bed over here on the West Coast. Thank I you, Keelan. I appreciate it, my man. Check, check me out, keelanjohnson.com. Come check me out. Always. <laughs> yeah, the SEC. What? What they talk about? No, go Bucks. Been listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.